Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Shelby Rose, and I am an energetic and business guide helping you align, activate, and expand your energy to create the life and business you're wildly obsessed with. I believe that every single one of us has a path that lights us up, makes us excited to get up every single day, and brings massive service and impact to the world. In this podcast, we'll tune into our soul's true desires, take ownership for every single thing in our lives, and shift our vibration to embody the queen we came here to be. You deserve this. You get to have it. Let's go create it. Hello, my loves, and welcome. We are going to have a really beautiful conversation today. I had a an amazing soul on the podcast. Let's just let's just say it like it is. She has such a talent, such a gift, and today we are talking all about branding. So if you are an entrepreneur, you desire to be an entrepreneur, you have your own business, or you desire to have your own business at any point in time, this is a really beautiful episode. You guys, I've never really dived deep into understanding what branding actually is and having someone who is an expert at branding have a conversation around what does it really provide value? How does it provide value for your business? How does it create clarity with your audience? And that's what we're going to talk about today is how having a really strong personal brand will actually amplify your messaging, amplify your authenticity, and amplify your ability to have a wider impact. This is what Samantha Sir does. She is let's just say it like it is. She's an expert at what she does. She has a gift for bringing brands to life. I've watched her bring a few of my friends, a few of my former mentors brands to life. And I'm like, wow, what she does is really incredible. So Samantha Sir is the owner of Crystal Bones, a full suite creative agency and founder of Brand Up, a digital DIY platform branding platform for entrepreneurs. In her previous position as a creative director for an international nonprofit organization, Samantha realized the need for stronger branding that is in alignment with and amplifies a company's mission. As a rising voice in the entrepreneurial space, space, Samantha is on a mission to provide tools, resources, and knowledge to businesses of any scale to build a brand that supports their authentic vision. And let me just say, I have not seen anyone do a better job than Samantha at what she does. So before we dive into the episode, I have a quick announcement. June 14th. I'm like, I just changed the dates on sacred spaces. This is what we're going to talk about before we dive into the episode. I have a three-day masterclass opening up for anyone who is desiring to dive deeper into creating stronger energetic boundaries, understanding how to clear your spaces, understanding that you have the power to remove entities, energies, anything really that's impacting you on an energetic level. This is what we're going to be doing in sacred spaces, you guys. I, as an entrepreneur, had no idea that energetic boundaries were so empowering 
And many of you have heard my story of having those energetic boundaries crossed, having my energy manipulated. And it's not something that's talked about and it's not something we're really taught. You know, the extent of me setting energetic boundaries with my clients and in my spaces was essentially a bubble or, you know, I'd cut cords after. And the reality is, is that while that is important energy hygiene, and it's part of what we'll talk about in sacred spaces is energetic hygiene, it's not really going to clear the other things out there. And if you've had any experiences with heavier energies or just the understanding that maybe some heavier, heavier energies are impacting your you know, your physical spaces where you live, your energetic spaces, maybe those containers you're hosting, your mastermind containers, your one-on-one client containers, your retreats. This is where we are going to dive deep into how to actually properly clear, seal, and protect those spaces from an empowered place. This is not a fear-based program. This is a program to create understanding of what's out there and also empowerment around knowing that you have the full capacity to clear, protect, and seal your spaces. So if you're feeling called to that, that begins June 14th. It's going to be three Mondays in June. June 14th, I believe it's the 21st and the 28th. Um, that would make sense math wise. <laughs> and we're going to be starting at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. These are going to be recorded. So if you're not able to make it to the live, but you really want to be a part of this program, I encourage you to get in on it. If I run it again, you'll have access through it throughout all time. And you'll also have a the ability to message me in between calls and ask questions that I will answer on the calls themselves. So if you're feeling called, the link for that is in the show notes. And without further ado, let's dive into this episode with Samantha Sir. All right, Samantha, thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to share you with the Razor Vibration podcast. Um, right before we dive on the call, I was just sharing with Sam how I've been following her on Instagram, and I love just how gifted she is, truly. I watch her bring these brands to life. I love watching her put these brands together, and it's been really fun to just watch her really bring someone's message into visual and emotional and like a visceral response to seeing their brands come to life. So I'm excited to have this conversation for all of the listeners. I'm excited for myself. And before we dive in, I want to give you guys a quick um, disclaimer. I have a brand new puppy in the back. She's currently snoring. So if you catch a few of the little uh, puppy snores in the background, that's what that is. But she may bark throughout the podcast. I'm just going to say you guys know we have many animal noises on the background of these podcast episodes. But if you hear that, that's what's going on. So Samantha, thank you for being here. Could you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and how you got to what you're doing today? Yeah, so um, thank you, Shelby, for having me on the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Um, and thank you, thank you, thank you for all of your lovely compliments about my work. I really appreciate it. Um, so my name is Samantha Sir. I own Crystal Bones. We are a small business located out of Denver, Colorado. Um, we do brand design work, brand strategy, and graphic design, web design. So just a whole suite of design work. Um, so my background really comes from an array of things. 
Um, I suppose I'll start about five years ago. I was managing a small business in Fort Collins, Colorado. It was a yoga studio. Um, so I was teaching yoga full time. I was managing a studio and I got really immersed in this industry of wellness, um, and yoga specifically. So that's kind of where my background is. I was managing this yoga studio and then, uh, for reasons beyond our control, the business had to shut down and I found myself, uh, completely jobless. Um, so here I was in this world in Fort Collins, Colorado to, you know, like the cost of living was rapidly increasing at this time. Um, I had no job. I had no idea what to do. <laughs> As a small business manager, you kind of find yourself wearing a lot of hats, which I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to. Um, so I almost found myself in this position where I was either underqualified or overqualified for a lot of different positions. Um, whether I didn't have enough experience in one area where I wore a certain hat for so many years, um, or I had too much experience because I was a manager and they didn't want to hire me on as something below a manager. So I found myself in this position where I didn't really know what to do. And eventually I kind of discovered the industry of life and business coaching um, and I, like so many entrepreneurs in the coaching space, uh, their journey tends to start off as I hired my first coach <laughs> and that's where I was. I didn't have a job. I hired my first coach and I ended up creating a virtual assistant business to start. Mm -hmm. Um, so that essentially looked very similar to what I was doing as a small business manager. I was doing little admin tasks, newsletters, very small graphic design things for just different entrepreneurs and business owners. Um, and that lasted for a little while. Um, when I say a little while, I mean like three months. <laughs> um, the path of an entrepreneur. <laughs> trial and error. <laughs> exactly. So that lasted about three months before I was like, you know what? I, I am quote unquote better than this being a virtual assistant. So I was like, why don't I just be a coach too? Um, I saw all these coaches making a lot of money doing what they were doing. And from my perspective as a virtual assistant, they were, you know, just kind of like hopping on calls, making money, and then closing out the day. So I was like, that sounds super awesome. I would like to do that. <laughs> um, so then I worked with my coach to kind of become a coach myself. Um, and long story short, that lasted maybe two months. It did not work out. And I found myself back in uh, the job market. So to me, when I fell out of entrepreneurship this many years ago and kind of went back into the job market, I felt like I was failing. Like I felt like I had failed being an entrepreneur and I didn't know how to recover from that mentally and emotionally. So 
this took me on a really long-winded roller coaster ride of like figuring out who Sam is, what Sam is good at, and if at any point Sam could return to being an entrepreneur and what that would look like. Um, so what ended up happening at my in my journey at this point is I became a yoga teacher. And um, I was driving from Fort Collins to Denver three or four times a week to teach yoga classes. And um, if you're familiar with Colorado, which I know you are, Shelby. Yes. <laughs> um, that is a long drive. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like in rush hour, it would take about two hours to get to my job. So I would drive mm-hmm. two hours to Denver to teach a one hour yoga class and then drive two hours to go home. So I was essentially putting in five hours for one hour of pay. Um, But I also remember at that moment in my life, I wasn't bringing in income anywhere else. So when I got this job as a yoga teacher in Denver, I got my first paycheck. It was like barely over a hundred dollars. And I was like, yes, (laughs) yes. Yes. So excited. And ever since that moment, I have always been so, so grateful for every single dollar that hits my bank account. Mm. Um, so I became a yoga teacher and my now fiance, um, got a job in Denver. So we ended up rooting up our lives from Fort Collins where we had lived our whole lives and we moved to Denver, Colorado. Um, so, you know, I started looking for more jobs in Denver, naturally, as anyone would do. (laughs) And I found myself in a position of, um, actually a startup in downtown Denver, took a risk. They took a gamble on me. One of my really good friends at the time was working for this startup as a manager. And, uh, she convinced the owner to hire me on as a content creator, Um, this was really exciting for me. I have a very extensive background in art and creative work. So for me, I had never even considered someone hiring me as a creative because I don't have any formal education in design Mm. or content or copywriting or anything in the creative world. So I never, ever imagined that that would be part of my story. Um, But they took a gamble on me. I became their content creator and copywriter. And very quickly, as what happens in many startups, if you do a good job, you get promoted very quickly. Um, So within a matter of two months, I became the creative director at this company. Um, So that was really exciting for me. And I, I felt like I had landed the jackpot. I was like, wow. (laughs) Somehow I'm a director. I feel like I've been failing in so many areas for the last year. And somehow now I'm a creative director for this startup in Denver. I was like, score. (laughs) Um, So long story short, again, um, I was a creative director at this startup. I did that for a few years. And I finally got back to this place of like, oh, oh, maybe this is my path. Maybe this was always my path. 
to reconnect with my creative side. Full chills. <laughs> Every time you talk about this role in the creative, like I like my whole, it's like the whole right side of my body gets full body chills up and down it. So <laughs> I think you're onto something. <laughs> <laughs> I think I am too. I really do. So I always knew I wanted to be, well, not wanted to be. I always knew that I would become an entrepreneur, but I never fully understood what that would look like until I was in this position as the creative director. And I had all of these epiphanies like, literally almost every single day where I was like, oh, 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 this is it. Mm. This is my path. This is my journey. And I knew that I needed to stay in this job for a little bit longer in order to learn the skills that I needed to be able to go out on my own and become a creative director of my own. Um, so I was the creative director at this startup for about two years before I started Crystal Bones. And um, I just, it happened very suddenly. There was one day, um, it was right around when COVID hit. So like March, April, uh, it was April, 2020. And there was just one day I was working from home and I was like, you know what? Today's the day we're going to start it. Let's do it. And I formed the LLC for Crystal Bones. I got the website up literally all within a day. I started my business. And um, within a matter of just a few weeks, before the end of April, I had my first client. And what's really amazing is my first client is still one of my clients today, more than a year later. Mm. Um, So... That's my journey. That's uh-huh. how I got to where I am now. I really love that you shared that experience of falling. You know, I think so many entrepreneurs, we do. We, we fall face forward so many times and there's bumps along the way. And there's those like that feeling forward of where in the moment it can feel, I think so many people are going to relate to this that are listening. So I just want to like backtrack on what you said. It can feel like I've failed when really we're just not quite on the path that we're intended for. And I think that's something really powerful you said is like you felt like you were failing. And I think there's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot of people who are listening to this who have felt like, what am I doing wrong? Where am I? What have I done wrong? Why isn't this working for me? I see it working for this person and this person and this person. And what, why does it feel right for me? And I love that you're sharing this because it's such a unique path, right? As it's meant to be, we each have different paths. We each have different journeys of the universe shoving us in these directions. And it can feel like, what am I doing wrong? And I relate to that in so many ways as well. So thank you for sharing that and relating to so many people in this audience who are going to feel very, very similar. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I really felt like I had failed. And I think the biggest part for me was that at the time I was living with my boyfriend and it's not like he was making enough money to support both of us. So it Mm -hmm. felt like I was failing more than myself. It felt like I was failing my family. Um, 
So to me, that was the biggest emotional hurdle to overcome when I returned to entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And it was something that I truly had to heal from over the course of two and a half years before I returned to entrepreneurship. It's a really hard thing. And I think another key point that I just want to say is when I first became an entrepreneur and I was trying this and that, it's, it's totally okay to try this and that and try to find your way, but you also need to be able to listen to yourself and listen to your gut and know that if someone else is suggesting that you go one path or the other, you need to know if that's really right for you or if it's not. Yeah. Um, I think it's so easy, especially when you get financially desperate, might I say, mm-hmm. yep. to go very specific directions that someone else tells you is a good idea. Um, But for me, that wasn't the right decision. I really had to step back for a long time to reconnect with myself, my intuition, understand who I am, what my gifts are before I was able to make decisions on the fly that are just in alignment with me and what I want with pretty much zero regard to what anyone else says. Yeah. And that's really been the most magical um, thing that I've been able to do for myself and my business. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's going to be really powerful for, for so many people. Let's talk about branding. I am first. So let's, let's start for someone who has no idea what branding is. What is branding? What does that mean in the context of having a business? Yeah. So I love this question because oftentimes when you ask someone outside of the creative world, what branding is, they assume logo and they might even assume colors. Um, but branding is so much deeper than having a logo or a certain color palette. Branding, how I like to define it, is essentially how you show up in all facets of your business. Mm. So that looks like, yes, your colors. Yes, having a consistent logo, like your one logo. Mm. Um, Typography, so what fonts are you using? Are you being consistent with the fonts? Um, The types of imagery, and I like to say the vibe, that you're giving off with your imagery is that consistent and then there's also your messaging so how do you communicate what language do you use how do you speak to people authentically and are you speaking that way across all mediums so in social media on your podcast in your blog posts on your newsletter um So that's essentially what branding is, is how you show up in all of these different ways, but it's also how you show up in real life. So let's say you're going to an event on behalf of your company, whether it's you as the owner of the company or a staff member or an employee of the company, you have to have a really good understanding of what uh, the culture of the brand is so that you can represent it in a consistent way, um, in real life as well. So that's really powerful. I think, you know, it's so much deeper than that surface level, what it looks like on the outside. You know, I think what you're, you're saying is essentially it's portraying who you are as a business, not just the, the aesthetic 
Right. And that's, I think why I love what you do is because I've watched you really, it's, it's hard to put it into words, what, what I see, but it's like, you're bringing the energy of the person and bringing it to life through that branding. Right. It's that it goes so much deeper. And so why do you think this is important as a first step for, for entrepreneurs who are starting out and trying to kind of lay a foundation of what they do? Why, why is this important? Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and throw out my controversial opinion of you cannot start a business without doing your branding first. Mm. Um, And this is my, this is my truth because essentially when you are creating your brand, you're creating a, your vision. So where are you going with this company? Um, What does that look like? What goals and milestones do you plan to hit? Um, and what kind of impact do you want to make? So that's all in your vision. And B, you're creating your value pillars, which I associate directly with your vision. So I like to have my clients create their values in alignment with what supports the vision for their brand. Um, So let's say you specifically, Shelby, you know you're creating this podcast. One of your values is likely community or education. So Like, what are you doing outside of the podcast to also support those values? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's really important. And then besides that, there's obviously the aesthetic part of a brand. So are you using colors consistently? Are you using fonts consistently? And when you use the aesthetic of your brand consistently, you begin creating authority in your industry And people will buy into that like, know, and trust factor where people feel like they know you because you're showing up consistently. You're using messaging that speaks to them. um, And they trust you, again, because you're showing up consistently. So they feel like they understand you. And that not only that, but that you also understand yourself. And that's why you Mm -hmm. continue to show up consistently. Um, so I believe that you, you can't start a business without starting with your brand because how can you create this and that service and product without knowing what the vision is for where you're going and what values you need to align your decisions to from this point forward. Mm, that's beautifully said. You, you can't, it's like putting the cart in front of the horse. <laughs> Exactly. I'm so old school. My sayings a lot. <laughs> I have to laugh at myself for a moment. I'm like, wow, <laughs> really going Midwest on me <laughs> or on yourself. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, let's talk about how, how do we do this, right? Like you talked about values and pillars and colors and consistency. How does, how does one start to build this out because I think looking at branding I I know for myself let's just be real and transparent branding feels really overwhelming for me and so it tends to be one of the things I'm like I don't have time for that right now I'm just gonna like you know put that to put that on the the side for a second right and so how do how do we start to build this out how do as entrepreneurs we take these baby steps and I know you have some really cool um systems in place so I'd love for you to talk about what you do because I think it will help others understand like, okay, what's in the, the programs that you offer and is this the right fit for me, but how do we start? Yeah, absolutely. So I think especially after I throw out my definition of branding, 
it can feel really overwhelming because it's like, Mm. oh my God, oh, it's more than a logo. Oh my God, it's more than colors. You know, it, it really is this fully encompassing thing that represents how you show up in the world. So yeah, it can feel really overwhelming. So what I would recommend as a starting point, step one is figure out what your vision is. And actually a prompt that I'll have my clients do is to figure out what your vision for yourself is first. What is your vision for yourself? If it helps you, you can put like a time constraint on it. Like what is my vision in five years, 10 years, next month, next week, if that helps you. I prefer to leave the constraints off and I just think what is my vision for myself? So start there. And I think this is truly like, I really like what you said earlier about how you feel like I bring out the essence and the energy of my clients through their brand. I think this is where that happens. It's because step one is understanding what their vision for their own life is. What do they want to get out of this life and not just this brand? And then from there, you begin to craft your vision for your brand. So What is the vision for your brand? And as you are creating that, you want to make sure it supports the vision for your life, right? Otherwise, there's a really big disconnect there and you need to kind of start over and figure out, okay, this is the vision for my life. What can I do to support that vision and make this a reality? Mm -hmm. So that's what we're looking for with the vision for your brand. So that would be my starting point. Um, And then from there, we kind of dive into several other things regarding your brand foundations, like your mission statement, um, your value pillars, and your audience, your points of distinction, all of these different things. Um, And that's something that I guide my clients through, yes, privately, but I've also created a membership site to make this more accessible to people in the early stages of entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. where maybe they can't fork out thousands of dollars to work with a brand strategist one-on-one. So that membership site is called Sacral with a K. (laughs) (laughs) and we'll have that in the show notes (laughs) so you can find it and access it and learn more about it as well absolutely um so this resource is open and available to anyone at any point in entrepreneurship really um but especially if you are just entering entrepreneurship i take you step by step through my whole branding process so i make this big, overwhelming branding thing feel more attainable and accessible. And it's mapped out step one, step two, step three. And you kind of move through the motions as you are ready. Mm -hmm. Um, But if that's something that is not accessible to you, then start with your vision and make sure that as you make decisions in your business going forward, they are always in alignment with the vision for your brand and the vision for your life. Um, And if you ever find yourself sidetracked, like, oh, (laughs) that that decision wasn't in alignment, it's fine, Mm -hmm. it's fine. You can always pivot and adjust as needed. Um, But that would be my recommendation to start. I would love, do you have an example for someone who's listening that 
what would it look like if you were making decisions in your business that weren't in alignment with your life vision and your business vision? How would that play out? What would that look like for someone who's like, I don't know if I'm making decisions that aren't in alignment. Do you have any, or, or what would it look like to be in alignment? I'm just trying to paint a picture for people who are like, maybe I'm not in alignment. Maybe I am. What does that look like? Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest thing that I look for when I'm mapping out my own visions is, I mean, your vision for your life is really freeing and um, it's really up to whatever standard you want it to be. So where it can get tricky, I suppose, um, is when you're crafting the vision for your brand. So as you're crafting that vision and you're asking yourself the question, does this vision support the vision for my life? You want to look for certain things like in your vision for your life, are you talking about how much money you want to make? Are you talking about how much time you want to spend with family or traveling? Um, Are you talking about how you want to spend your time? Like what, what things like what hobbies light you up? Do you want to travel Um, Do you want to do art? Do you want to write? Um, Whatever it is. So then as you're crafting the vision for your brand, you need to look at, does this vision actually support the vision for my life? Will it generate the income that I require for my life? Will it generate the time freedom that I require to spend with my family or travel or this and that? Will it fulfill certain hobbies that I desire to do, or am I going to have to set aside other time outside of my brand to do those hobbies? Mm -hmm. So that's really what I'm talking about there is knowing if it's in alignment or not. Mm -hmm. Um, Does that answer your question? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's, that's helpful to paint a little bit of a picture of like, okay, so I'm running a business and I want time freedom, but my business requires me to be on calls all day, then that's not in alignment with where I'm going with my life. Unless those calls are a hobby or a creative outlet or a, you know, they build that impact. It all has to tie back to that original vision. Exactly. I love it. Okay. How does one know if hiring someone to help you build this out is more in alignment or if doing like the sacral, the D. IY, the more you're taking the reins on that. How do you know what's right for you? I think the main factor to consider when you're looking at should I DIY or should I hire is um, I'm going to say the two things. The first one is, um, oh my God, I just lost my train of thought. story of my life (laughs) a loud car just went by the window and up there it goes and went with the car Um, I call that squirrel brain it's like all of a sudden it's like huh where is my thoughts (laughs) they've heard me talk about this often I'm sure (laughs) so okay the first thing will come back to me the second thing is obviously finances Mm -hmm. so making that budgetary decision consciously is really important. So don't run your bank account dry by hiring someone. Don't go Mm -hmm. into debt by hiring someone. That's how you know it's a better option right now to DIY, especially if you are a self-funded business. Start with DIY. 
Um, so that's, I mean, that's my main point is it really comes down to budget. Oh, here's the first thing. It's back. Um, the first thing is really, if you feel a hundred percent about the vision for your brand, because if you don't feel a hundred percent on where you want the brand to go, then now is not the time to hire a person. Now is the time to DIY, kind of do this trial and error. Let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try this until you really fine tune and figure out what your vision is and what path you want to take. I think that's something really powerful you just said, because I think, especially in the first few years of entrepreneurship, I know for myself, when I started my business, I was doing health and wellness coaching. I was in multi-level marketing. I thought that was going to be my path forever. I had no idea that I would get these spiritual gifts and like things would happen and that three years, four years later, I'd be sitting in this place of like, okay, now I'm doing energy work with people, which I didn't even know was a thing when I started my business three, four years. I have timelines are really hard. I don't even know how many years ago that was, but I had no idea that this would be a thing. So I feel like just like you did, there was these pivots that happen throughout the entrepreneurship trial and error. And the universe was kind of pushing me onto a different path of, okay, this is the thing that you're here to really do. And this may evolve. I can even feel now that there may be some evolution that's happening as I'm going out. And I'm kind of like in this, where is this, this, you know, in between. So I'm sharing this because if you're in those first few years, I really don't think that you'll have a clear, maybe you do, right? Maybe it's kind of like, you just wake up one morning and like, this is what I'm here to do. For me, that wasn't the path. I think everyone, again, everyone's path is very different. But for me, there was this like evolution that happened and this un deeper understanding of myself. Because again, until you know yourself, I don't really think. Would you agree that until you know who you are, you can't really put a brand out into the world? It's like, yeah, absolutely. It, you don't know who you are. So how's the world going to know who you are? And that's, yeah. it's hard to be authentic when you don't know yourself. Um, yeah, 100%. So I love that you said that and share that because I think a lot of people in the audience that will bring some clarity of like, okay, there might be a little bit of that trial and error, the DIY, that system will help me understand how to build that foundation out and how to shift that and change that as I evolve and as I grow and change. Yep. Beautiful. Yes. Um, what does it look like to work with someone? Like, let's say we're going to hire Samantha. What is the benefits of having her help me with building my whole branding out. I'm just, you know, trying to understand what the, this looks like and what that, that, um, support looks like for having someone build out those, you know, ins and outs of, of the brand. Are you asking for yourself, Shelby? Slightly. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And there will be a time that I work with you in the future. I know this already. I'm just wondering like, is it the right time? When is yeah. the right time? What does this look like? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And for the uh, listeners, there's going to be people out there. Let's be real. Uh, yeah. So when you, okay, so I'm going to speak for myself, not for all brand designers, because brand designers all have their different methodologies. Um, but if you were to hire Crystal Bones and work with me, what that looks like is essentially those first few steps that I just mapped out is the vision mapping, right? So figuring out where are we even going? What are the goals? What do you want to get out of this brand? Um, and then we dive into other non-aesthetic foundational things. So we map out your value pillars, 
we figure out your positioning, which is just marketing lingo for what do you provide that is unique or different from others. Um, so very specific services or products. And then we kind of get into more of the aesthetic part. So um, many brand designers will do like several uh, drafts of different brand concepts. So they'll map out like sketches for different logos that might fit the aesthetic goals that we're going for. But there's also a lot of strategy behind the logo and the whole brand concept as a whole with making sure that we are communicating what message you want to say and that it will land and um, be delivered effectively to the audience that you want to reach. So there's a lot of research that goes into creating a brand, an effective brand strategy. Um, so then we kind of dive into the logo concepts, um, different drafts. We narrow it down to the one, the one. The one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a lot of designers will give you your, your main logo, which we call your primary logo. Um, and then there's going to be some alternatives. So you'll, you'll have like an alternative logo. So if you can imagine, um, let me think of an example. Um, there's, there's like uh, Walmart. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that. <laughs> so everyone knows Walmart for the most part. <laughs> so you think of the Walmart logo and it's kind of like that yellow sunburst, almost mm -hmm. like sunflower petal kind of thing. And then it says Walmart. So that's their primary logo right there, but they also have different ways to use it where they might only use the sunburst in some areas mm -hmm. where they might only use Walmart in some areas. So you'll get your alternative logos in that respect um, just for different usages. Um, and then a new thing that is kind of coming to light in branding, which is really fun, is this concept called submarks, which isn't necessarily different components of that primary logo it's a whole other logo of sorts it's a mark it's a sub mark of your brand that you can use in these different ways like you maybe you stamp it on a t-shirt that you sell in your shop um, or you get stickers of it there's just different uses that might make more sense than your primary logo would but it still captures the same essence and goals and messaging that we communicate through the primary logo um, so that's been really fun. So you get all of these different things and those are just your logos, right? Mm -hmm. So then you also get a color palette that usually dives into color psychology and figuring out, yeah. So oh, that's yeah. interesting. I'm like, yeah. ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, so what do my colors say? <laughs> so this is, this is kind of fun to talk about. So color psychology can also kind of come into uh, when you're talking about different auras. So like mm. aura portraits that people do or aura photography, which is my favorite to oh my see. Gosh, yes. Knowing what aura color you give off or colors you give off. Um, so that can really go back to color psychology, which is what are you communicating with the colors that you use? Um, so there's a lot of research that goes into that. And then besides the psych psychological factor, we're also looking at what makes sense when we're communicating this message to your audience. Mm -hmm. um, so we create a palette of many different colors. <laughs> 
This is so interesting and fascinating because I'm always like, why do these similar, I feel like there are, you know, you kind of like look at different people and you feel that there's types of people who give off certain types of energy. This is just how I see things. I'm like, like there's a group of women that do coaching that I just like, they all have very similar brands and they all also have very similar energies. And I'm just like, why is that? You know, I've always just noticed that like there's people who are in the same circle of friends that they make give off the similar branding like vibes too. I'm like, this is so fascinating that it comes down to this energy. My brain works in energetics. I'm like, there's this very energetic component behind it that I think I'm like seeing people's brand colors and understanding now maybe why there's a little bit of that connection. That's so fascinating. Oh my gosh, this is just like blowing my mind a little bit. I nerd (laughs) out. (laughs) For sure. And I think that's a really good point that you just made, especially in the coaching industry, because you think about like, think about the food industry. So most food industry brands will use red and yellow. So McDonald's, Burger King, um, Red Robin, So they use red and yellow because those colors communicate hunger when used together. So indirectly, they're communicating the message of you are hungry. Fascinating. Mind blown right now. Yeah. Mind blown. Oh my God. Yeah. So I love that you make that point about the coaching industry too, because I think two, two things can be going on there. A, it could just be that they are naturally using the same colors to communicate similar messages. Mm-hmm. B, there could also be some copycat culture going yeah. on, which happens yeah. a lot in the coaching industry. Um, so that's something to be mindful of as well, mm-hmm. is to make sure that if you are DIYing your brand, or even if you hire someone, make sure that you are truly in integrity with who you are authentically and what you want to communicate authentically so that you are not copycatting someone else. Otherwise you're going to find that you have wasted a lot of time and potentially a lot of money copying someone else when you could have spent that time and money being who you are and communicating your message. That's really powerful because I think I think so many beginning entrepreneurs don't realize that like even the inspiration and going to other people's pages and like looking what other people are sharing. And like, I think it's a natural thing that people do when they're confused about how do I build this, right? Or how do I start this business or how do I do what this person does? And we look to others because we're inspired by others. But what we don't realize is it actually takes away that personal power of this is who I am. This is how I show up. This is who I be. And how do I portray that and bring that out? And I, that, that's something really powerful because I think it's, it's natural for those newer entrepreneurs to gravitate towards, well, this person has these branding. Oh, I like this color. I like that. And that's, that's normal to be like, oh, I like this. I don't like this. But also knowing what comes from within and how that comes through you and how that is portrayed. I think that's just something really powerful that, that you just hit on there. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I also, um, I have a friend here in Colorado who likes to say that she likes to try things on. Mm -hmm. Um, And she said this to me years ago, but I still think about it today. So it's okay to look at someone else's brand and try parts of it on that Mm -hmm. feel like they could be authentic to you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Right. Careful to not copy, obviously. 
um, because there's some infringement going on there, but Mm -hmm. it's okay to try things on. So like, let's say your girlfriend is wearing this super cool river hat and you're like, wow, you look really awesome in that river hat. I want a river hat now. And you're like easily influenced. I say this because I am super easily influenced by others. (laughs) So I have to be so careful Mm. to know what is mine. Yes. Okay. This is, I'm the same way. I'm like following someone. I love their energy. And all of a sudden they're like, Oh, I love their outfits. And I want to dress like this. And then I'm like, wait, 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 but is this me? Like what's me? What's authentic? What's like, I, I, it's very easy to do that, I, especially with clothes for some reason, because I get inspiration from other people so easily. But all of a sudden I'm wearing, I bought it. I'm like, wait, is this me? Is this my, even my style? I love that you said this. Cause I also think that how you dress and how you, you know, the things that you put on creatively for me, clothes is kind of like this creative outlet. I'm not very good with it. Like I have a few pieces that I just like wear it the shit out of over and over and over again. But I think that also is a part of like who you are and the message you're sharing. And yeah. 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 Oh, especially if you are a solo entrepreneur mm-hmm. or a freelancer or a personal brand, then your brand is you. Mm-hmm. So then yeah, it totally, totally matters what you're wearing um, because that does communicate a message to the world when you show up on live streams or Mm. um, at live events or what have you. So um, definitely, I love that you said that though because I totally, I like I'll catch myself all the time saying phrases or words that like someone else is coining. And I'm like, that's my new thing. That's what I say now. (laughs) Yes. So when I took a break from my business, I worked for a coach. She, she hired me on as like a virtual assistant, just as I was like in my transitionary phase. And I would say, and now I'm like, it's a vibe all the time. Cause she said it. And I'm like, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. I'm like, that's a vibe. I'm like, oh my gosh, I still say this because it's so ingrained in me. And like, yes, you become the people you surround yourself with. And at that time, like through the pandemic, her and I were getting on calls and going back and forth almost, you know, we get on call once a month and then every day we're going back and forth and messaging. It's hard not to have some of those things that you pick up. I'm also like, I feel like I have all my centers are open in human design. So I'm just like a sponge for people's energy. And so it's like really easy for me to just bounce around and like chameleon myself through life, which, you know, it just adds another layer of going back and spending that time to get really clear on who you are. At least that's how I feel. I'm like, I have a lot of alone time so that I can come back into the world and be like, oh yes, this is who I am. Yeah. And that's, oh my God, that is such a good point that you just made. So like, as you're trying different things on, if you ever get to a point where you feel like, Ooh, is this in alignment with what I want? That's the moment to sit down, return to the vision that you mapped out for your life or your brand. Or if you haven't done that yet, draft it now and reevaluate. Is this still my vision? Do I need to pivot? Do I need to make a change this or here? Um, So yeah, I love that you made that point because I think it's valuable to try things on and see if they fit. Yes. And if they don't, 
have the understanding that if it doesn't fit, it's not meant for you Mm -hmm. and it's okay to pivot and try something new. Mm. Amazing. Any last words of wisdom, thoughts, anything that's coming through to share? I love everything we've talked about so far. I'm like, I'm just so intrigued by this whole, like, (laughs) I have a deeper understanding, really, truly. I'm like, gosh, I'm excited to share you. But for also for myself, I'm like, I always, I love to learn and I love to have these conversations because I think it just brings things to my awareness that different perspectives, different ideas, different understandings. And I think you've really brought a new understanding for myself of why branding is such a foundational piece of a business and why it's important and how it can actually amplify so many different aspects of who I am and who my message is. And for the listeners doing the same thing, because I think what you've just explained is that we have to have that foundational understanding of who we are and what are, who our business is and that everything from there is an extension of that vision. So that's my understanding. That's my takeaway from today. What do you have to say? Any last words of wisdom before we have the listeners know where they can find you? Um, I love when I'm asked for final wisdom bits because it's like pressure's on. (laughs) (laughs) And there's never any pressure, but sometimes there's just like little things that will drop into people to be like, Oh, I have to share this. Yeah, so I think the biggest thing that I want to share that's really, really close to my heart is that um, my journey has been long and hard, and I know that a lot of journeys for entrepreneurs can be long and hard. Um, So for me, I just want to share that it's always the most magnetic and brave and courageous decision you can make is to just be true to who you are mm-hmm. and what you want. Um, for me, I can think back all the way to elementary school being like the best art student in class and like thinking to myself, how did I ever lose my connection to that? I, mm-hmm. I was like an artist all through high school. I was, I had like, I think half, of my credits my last year of high school were just in the art studio I was like BFFs with my art teacher and then I went to college and I lost it so Mm -hmm. remembering who you are authentically um and and being brave enough to just be that person don't worry about what other people are doing or what other people say you should show up as I hope that if you take anything away from this conversation today, it's to just have the courage to be who you are from this point forward. A lot of really beautiful wisdom as I'm chasing Dahlia around the room. (laughs) I did hear it though. I'm like, yes, because it's scary. It's scary. And I don't know why, but I feel like college, you actually like, for some reason, that was a place where I lost touch with myself more then in those environments where you had people you knew for a really long time, it's like you're trying to fit in with this new culture. So I think that might be a good starting place is who are you were, who were you as a kid? Who were you as a child? Who were you before you started to be loved and liked by people or fit in with a certain group or whatever that may have been? I think that's a really good starting place that you just shared. So thank you for that bit of wisdom. Where can the listeners find you? Where do you hang out? What's your website, your Instagram, all the good things. Okay. So website first, 
Uh, we are at crystalbonedesign.com. Um, so that's where you can find me and anything related to crystal bones. If you are specifically looking for the DIY branding membership that I've created, that is called Sacral, again with a K. And that website is wearesacral.com. Um, and then over on Instagram is where I spend a lot of time. My handle is at underscore crystal bones. And then um, I'm new to TikTok. I'm learning. I'm telling myself that I also live on TikTok. So don't judge my videos. They will get better. <laughs> um, that is the same handle. So at underscore crystal bones. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. TikTok's a whole new ball game. That's for sure. <laughs> I have the same way. I have like five followers and I don't know how to use it yet, but we're, we're learning. <laughs> I'm at eight. Eight followers. Yes. Today. I will be your ninth. <laughs> oh, amazing. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. I know I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot today and I know the listeners feel the exact same. Thank you, Shelby. I appreciate you. Thank you for bringing me on. I love sharing my story and I just appreciate the opportunity to speak to you and your audience. 